And a good Thursday to you, Tom Carroll, Chris Cox, the coach Dan Spivey back from the beach. Glad to have him with, with us. And uh, joining us today, Jim Steele from the coach's chair here at Howard's on Main. Uh, he's got his Clemson gear on, his District 50 gear on. This dude, he is loaded. A walking billboard. <laughs> hey, listen, it's, it's summertime at District 50 because look at my man. What are you, the, the club president over there? No, you the boss man over there at the vocational school. But Jim's got his, his Clemons hat on and his pity shirt and his cacks. Like, he's ready, man. I'm glad he's coming in, though. Hey, man, so, just representing. He does everything but answer text messages. So, anyway, that's later. Well, he does that. It just got to get to him. So. Well, you're right. But glad to have you with us. Got a lot to talk about. We'll talk about uh, the College World Series going on in Oklahoma. Gets underway uh, this Saturday. Should be a lot of fun. We'll give you details on that. Uh, also, we'll talk about Gall. They've got a big game tonight to give you a little details on the schedule that they have for the next three days. Well, four days, actually, because they go all the way through Sunday. Um, we got the 2024 SEC uh, schedule is kind of out, I guess you would say. We, we know already fighting. Out. Out. We, we already fighting. Have, we just don't have dates and times. Yeah, so we already fighting. That's right. <laughs> we got away on that four-letter networks to tell us what time and what day we're going to be playing. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm interested in getting y'all's thoughts on this in, in the podcast today, but it's just kind of weird seeing Oklahoma and Texas yeah. on, on an SEC mm-hmm. schedule. But I guess we'll get used to it, this changing yeah. landscape of college football. You sound like Nick Saban. He said the same thing. I won't get y'all's take on it. Our first road game, we're going to go to Texas, it looks like. So, yeah, you're right. That's that's. Did you ever – did any of y'all ever conceive that we would have a, an Oklahoma, a Texas ever come to the southeastern I didn't think we'd have Texas A&M. I didn't think we'd have Texas A&M. You know, I really – Missouri was okay. Arkansas, okay. But then, you know – Everything ought to be this side of the Mississippi River. I, that was my thought know, was that we would have y'all. We would even have maybe a Clemson to a Florida State to a Miami, and that would be where we would combine leagues. I never thought we'd go all the way out to the Pac-12, I mean to the, the Big 12 and start pulling teams in that way. But it's all about the money flow. And I guess, Jim, y'all are, y'all are still trying to get out of the one y'all are in, so. Yeah, we are, and they see. Well, that's a topic for another day. But if this works out, though, you could be looking at it because, like I said, well, they're going to the power. That's where it's going to one of these yeah, big schedule. You know, we have one it's, league it's for be everything. A super, two super conferences, right? But. So that's what it's going to. And and I guess, are we lucky to be in the SEC or not? As a Gamecock, I'll say we're not. Man, that is a great question. But I mean, do you really want to be in the SEC? Um, I think you do, and, and you got to look at it. <laughs> money, yeah. more, you got to look at it for more than just football. If you're looking at it just football, no, you don't need to be there. But right. if you're looking at it for all the other sports, uh, they win championships in other sports too. And, I'll tell you, Texas is loaded swimming wise. Yeah. Um, they they are going to compete against Florida yeah. and LSU and, yeah. and uh, that group in there. It's, it, they mean they bring a lot. In a lot of the Olympic sports, and we you see look, what they're doing in baseball too. And you look at Oklahoma and what they've done with the ladies' softball over the last few years. And uh, speaking of that, did you see what Carolina signed the two Bev State Gatorade Players of the Year Bev coming in <laughs> next year? So the South Bev. Carolina softball looked like they got two top-notch recruits coming and, in. So. And the surprising thing about that was, um, what's your b- softball coach Holman Holtman? He was in with Bo Girls. Yeah. He was in with both of them, and somehow Beverly Smith sneaks in the door, kind of like Caroline trying to sneak out. Um, but 
and takes the one player, and then you said that she got yeah, the other two, so yeah. the other one's coming too. So I didn't see that one. But and one of them's from like Massachusetts, yeah. maybe up, yeah. up north. Yeah. So Michigan, we'll see how that them, yeah. parlays down south. <laughs> but but to get back to the Oklahoma thing, I mean, it nobody would have. I don't think anybody would have ever dreamed it. But now you know, looking at it, okay, number one, Carolina's got to go to. Norman, so the first time we've ever played there, so that'll be a good experience. But on top of that, Alabama's going to have to play them. And I think as Alabama opened up with them at home, you had the schedules up there. I can't Well, I, I don't know who they're going to play. We don't know who they're going to play. We yet, don't know when and who and all that. But, uh, so we go to Texas, know. actually. Yeah. Let's, let's look at South Carolina quickly since we're delving into this right now. Uh, what's weird is, first of all, your thoughts on no divisions next year there's there's not an east well there's not that, a west. Look, i think they're looking at that uh this is just that transitional year of adding texas and oklahoma this will be their first year in and then i think you're going to go to nine conference games uh which has been talked about <laughs> for years for years now well and they they voted to stay at eight they the, they want right, to stay at eight for, for, right, for now. right now right. and that's to get us through the 24 season i guarantee you in 25 you'll be playing nine regular season games, conference games, and that'll leave you with, you know, just like Carolina still get to play Clemson. Right. And then you'll have one of the little sisters of the poor that you can play. Uh, well, you look at South Carolina's schedule, Stan, and, and next year, South Carolina, and I'm still waiting for this toughest schedule trophy that well, a lot of South Carolina fans like to talk about, but there is no such trophy. But I will give you kudos here. South Carolina goes to Alabama, they go to Oklahoma, and they will visit Clemson next year. Mm-hmm. So that's a brutal, brutal schedule. schedule. And that's on yep. top of some the, the other teams. Kentucky uh, now and Vanderbilt. Give me LSU yeah. to come to Vanderbilt, Carolina, which we Tennessee, can't beat. LSU's a team we can't beat. I and, mean. and Tennessee, <laughs> you know, you got to go to Knoxville in front of 110,000. Well, you don't play Tennessee. That's the thing next year. Well, this no, I'm, I'm talking about the 24, 24 season. You're talking about so the 24 season. What's really yeah. weird about that schedule is your traditional rivals in Tennessee and Georgia, they're going away. Going away, yeah. And you're, place, you're replacing them with an Oklahoma. It's just weird. Yeah. It'll take some getting used to, used like to. everything. Well, and the, and, and the SEC, we have always seen that they have been kind of in the forefront of new things. Uh they were the first conference that had a conference championship, and they say nine games is the way to go. I wouldn't bet against them. <laughs> They're going to get it. Now, Saban may not like it, but Saban's got to go to Oklahoma and Texas now. I, yeah. I think they're looking to see how the playoff committee will uh, will view a 9-3 and three SEC team with um, – I think they were kind of fearful of going to a nine-game schedule because of that. Uh, because nine-game – schedule that includes SEC teams is really tough. So yeah. would the playoff committee favor a nine and three SEC team who played that brutal schedule or are they going with a ten and one coastal in in the playoff that maybe didn't win their well well you got to remember though, that they're considering expanding Well they're going the to playoffs. twelve next year. So they're going to twelve so you're going to get multiple teams out of the same conference and you it will. doesn't matter. I mean and you might have a an Alabama undefeated team as a number one, and you may end up with a LSU with three losses at number 12, and then sprinkled in there somewhere else, you might have a Texas, a 
Texas A&M, Kentucky, who knows who, Florida, well, that, Tennessee. That was kind of the point I was trying to make. About like, about with, like this year's uh, baseball, you're going to have four teams out of eight that's playing for the championship. Yeah, you know, what, what you're alluding to is what, what I've said for a while. You, they're gonna. They look at the playoffs, and what they do is they look at these powerful teams, and they take the team like a coastal, yeah. and that's who gets screwed. Those are the teams that don't get to look see they need, and they put them in that game that might be against that right eleven or twelve, and they they may bring an undefeated coastal. Well, not let's say a one or two loss coastal team that didn't win that Sun Belt, and that's where they're gonna put them. And it it doesn't make sense to do it. But that's just how it's always been. The power is always going to be with the the top of the conferences. I don't always agree with it, and I think that's one thing that has turned me to where I can look at Stan, I can look at y'all, and say I'm not an SEC guy. I'm just not. I appreciate the money, but until it's the Gamecocks that's doing the damage, I, I'm just not going to consider myself that guy uh, as far as SEC guy because I'm not going to pull for Bama. I'm not going to pull for Georgia. I'm not. I'm a Gamecock. That's the right mindset, Chris. I, I agree with you 100. percent And I think uh, I think the SEC did the right thing by holding it eight conference games yeah. because now you can go 10-2 and two and more likely get into the uh, playoff as opposed to a tougher schedule. I'd rather play Middle Tennessee State than having to go up against Texas A&M. You know? I would bring Rick so, Stock still into play. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, South Carolina's home schedule as far as the SEC goes, LSU definitely the toughest there. We don't know what Texas A&M is going to have. They're, you know, helter-skelter as it is Old Miss <laughs> and Missouri. They've got the uh, fairly outside of those two games. Uh, you know, the rest of it seems fairly good. Well, they got Clemson. Well, Clemson will be yeah. at Clemson next that year. So. I thought the SEC was was rather benign on the Gamecocks. They didn't they, – it could have been a tougher schedule. Okay, it could have been. Well, Auburn's is – Well, what they did, what if you delve in, what they did, they took every team in the SEC, they SEC winnings over the last 10 years, and that's how they ranked them, one through whatever. Well, the first five years, Carolina was under Spurrier and was winning. You know, then we had a little down year. Well, same way with Tennessee. Tennessee was up, then they were down. And you look at it, and Tennessee and South Carolina over the last 10 years have the exact same SEC record. So which one's better? You know, you got to figure that both of them are trending upward, but you don't ever know. Kentucky's trending upward, and they've always been a lower tier. Look at what Vanderbilt did last year for the early part of the season. They were waxing some people. And, you know, Florida is going to get their stuff straightened out. We know that's going to happen. Good football coach. With, You're right. With a good coach, it's going to happen. Saban is not going to let things drop off down there. You look at LSU and they got Kelly down there now. He's going to turn that program back to where it needs to be. Um, I think the best thing out of this new schedule, guys, is we get Texas and Texas A&M again. Mm-hmm. Now it's a conference game. Yeah. So And you'll end up with a Texas-Oklahoma with the Red River rivalry. You'll end up with Texas A&M and Oklahoma. Now it's not going to happen the first year, but down the road – those games are going to be played again. And the biggest thing about those games is the TV money. You're right. Oh, Stan, it's those, happening. That, 2024, yeah, Texas yeah. has Texas A&M yeah. and Oklahoma yeah. on the schedule. And, that, and, so. that's, and why do you put – oh, that, that, oh, we'd rather watch Texas play Oklahoma than we would Texas play San Jose State. You know, I mean, come on. If you go on, the fans flip, are going to love you, it. If you the flip the TV around, every channel is going to have an SEC game on, and you, you're going to have to have four TVs just to figure out to watch the four because Alabama's going to be playing Tennessee. And 
this one's going to be playing that one, and it's going to be all good football games. And here's the deal, Stan. We're going to finally make SEC Network do what should have been going on the whole freaking time. If you're going to promote <laughs> 10 channels, put them out there and put games on them. I don't want to watch. Like, it's baseball season. Yeah. SEC had how many teams, Jim? In the tournament. They got they had three. Ten to start with. So you had 10 teams. You know how many we could see? You had one on ESPN, and you had one on the SEC Network. Yeah. So, I mean, you got eight more channels that you're going to have Gunsmoke or whatever, like um, <laughs> the coach from LSU 20 years ago, Orgeron learning to speak English or whatever. But I, I want to see the sports played on those channels. If you're going to list them and you're going to pay for them at, yeah. with, with Direct or Dish or whoever you got, and it's SEC, let it play it up there. Let's go. So, that's my rant today, Jim. I'm out. Good. That's a good rant. Well, fans are anxious to see Oklahoma and Texas and see how they're going to do. Texas by far has the harder schedule than Oklahoma if you look at what they've got that's there. But Texas also, you know, they've, they've, we'll see what Sarkeesian can do because I know he's not one of your yeah. favorite coaches. And, no, and, uh, I like Sarkeesian. I like Sarkeesian. Here's he the deal. I, just... I, don't, I don't know that Sarkeesian because all I hear is I've got experience in the SEC. Sarkeesian, you do, buddy, but you were at Alabama when you had yeah, it. Yeah. So you, you were – you were under the czar, as I call it, yeah. the czar of, of football. I do like Sarkeesian as a coach. I, I just do I don't necessarily like the way the recruiting stuff goes. Now, Stan, you know my feelings on NIL and stuff. But yep. are you excited about going to Norman, Oklahoma? Yeah. And the possibility of going yeah. to Texas? Because we, we know what we're going to be facing. We, we do. Because I mean, we've played him for how many years? And you know and what you're going to see out of him. I think that's the key. Will he still be there? there? If he'll be there. If he goes six and seven this year, you may see Kiffin leaving Ole Miss going to Oklahoma. Now, would that be a turnaround into Oklahoma? Yeah, nope. you better believe they're going to be putting some points on the board. No, what you see then is you see a Jim Kelly leaving Southern or leaving a UCLA to come to the to the SEC where he's always yeah. wanting to get to anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think Sarkeesian, he's probably there because he's got the players lined up to play. Mm-hmm. My thing is, who's he going to play at quarterback? He, he's got the same delimit at Kirby Smart as at Georgia. Yeah. you got all these number one quarterbacks in there. you got Quinn Ewers who transfers from Ohio State this year coming. Uh, and then you got Manning, uh, Arch. Well, you know, he went to Georgia, yeah. didn't he? Or did he go to no, Texas? Georgia went to Texas. Texas. And then, you know, Georgia's got their list of quarterbacks, too. So, I think the game and, costs you're going to get one. And, well, look, you know what? Who knows in a in a year who's who's where with the, yeah. tr- the with the transfer portal. I think we and get one. Got, and I'm sorry, that's got to be changed. It does. That's got to they be have to changed. regulate that for yep. sure. But, Listen. Hey, look, too bad that Spencer Rattler is going to miss the return to Norman by, by a year, man. He'll yeah. be out. Yeah. So. We may give him a 12th year by the end. Unless <laughs> he gets hurt. And the North Sellers. Yeah. Leading the Gamecocks yeah. in Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, could be. I still say we get a Georgia You don't ever know who. And, and just I like, like what you were talking about with the transfer portal, every coach out there is is trying to be Ed Ogeron and find a borough from somewhere wanting to transfer in. Now, go find him. Well, hey, I'll tell you know. Beamer right now, I've seen Gunnar Stockton, but I also saw Vandegrift play. We saw him yeah. in that one game yeah. and down at – and I'm going to tell you, Vandergriff's just as good as Stockton is, even yeah. though they lost that game. I will, mm-hmm. I'll give them the props. But Georgia's got too many quarterbacks, and we're going to be looking for one. So the thing about NL that I do like, I guess, or portal, excuse me, that it, if I need a tight end, I know I where to go get one. one. I know where to go. No, I yeah. even know who they are. I don't even have to look because I can say, hey, look at that tight end that Clemson's bringing in, or look at that running back. 
I, I hope that's true because they let Bell go. We well, yeah, and that's did. that's a major coaching issue, if you ask me. Let that's a mistake by late. Beamer, and I, he he won't ever admit it. But that's the one player I think that will propel Florida State. I think of all the players that Florida State got, and we're off tangent, I know, but that's the one player. <laughs> that's the one player that's going to help Florida State compete with the Tigers. Well, it, it, I, I'm not so sure on all that. I think Bell has some issues in his head that he thinks he is the best player on the team. And until he gets a coach that will smack him around and say, you're, you're one of 85, yeah. there's a reason you're one of 85. It takes 11 people to play this game. You're just well, one guy. The most damaging catch from a Clemson fan in that big game last year was made by your backup tight end. Mm-hmm. You're so, right. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. And he was a transfer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Never knows. Sticking Never knows. with Carolina a little bit and getting towards the baseball side of things. Uh, Mark Kingston, he is up for a possible contract extension and all of this. Yep. Um, and, Chris, you've found out that he may also possibly be up for a candidate for another job. Yeah, Miami is I – I don't know what happened there because, like I said, Miami's been a, a big team this whole year in the ACC, and they've been a pretty dominant baseball team. Kind of got Miami back what we're used to from the Canes. And then all of a sudden, he's stepping down and retiring. It could be a health. It could be anything. But we all know that, that Kingston's Floridian as it goes anyway. So his name has popped up. It's already hit YFF, SPA, and all the big news things. And I think it comes down to the money side of it. Um, and if you're – we're going to use Stan's point, for example, because I think SEC baseball is good. But I think ACC is just as good. And if you feel like you can go to Miami and have less of a, what would the word be, pressure, pressure on you for a job, um, I yep. think that would be the place to go. Plus, the weather's a little bit better there than it is here. I mean, you would never have to worry about snow, which you don't have to worry about it now anyway. But um, it'd be a job I think he would consider. And I think that that's what Tanner's looking at now. And from a Carolina standpoint, do you really want to start paying all these coaches that you got on staff all the money that you're going to need to pay them? You already got Monty Lee, and what their deal was, I'll never know. But you got a guy, Monty Lee, sitting in place, and I still say there's a man up there at North Greenville up there in them hills that if you had a shot to go get, you know, Landon Powell, you go get him. Yeah. And, and that might be the thing. Say, you know, Mark, we appreciate what you've done. We brought you from North Florida, South Florida, where you came but from. But this is what we're going to offer you, and that's, yeah. that's all we're going to do. You can go talk to Miami if you want to. We'll I think that's permission. what it depends on. I mean, that's yeah. the way I wanted to put yeah. I think it's going to depend on, on Carolina and what the offer is to whether what Kingston does. Cause plus, if you get out of Sacramento, he gets. I mean, I'm I'm off his back. I mean, I'm not going to bother him anymore. Then yeah. I don't worry about I don't worry about Miami baseball. I mean, I worry about the Gamecock stuff. But well, the thing is going to be his overall record right now: 180 and up to 130. Um, I mean, yeah, you got more wins right now than you do have losses. But those years that you did have losses, I mean. They added up compared to this, well, year and a half, actually, because they really didn't come on until the end of last year also. Like I said, he saved his job at Carolina this year. This year alone, with the you win 40 games in baseball, Jim, still, you, you're going to save a job. Yeah. Now, pay him. was it enough to, to get a guy like Chris Cox off his back? Probably not, because I'm tough on coaches. But, I mean, has it – well, my, my thing is, my thing is, what I don't like about Kingston is what I saw this year. You got a team that start off, you win 20 games. Then you start to struggle a little bit down the stretch, and then toward the end when it comes to SEC, you build it back up and you do this, but you're still tweaking with things, with timing. And Jim will tell you, because he follows college baseball in high school doing Greenwood baseball and stuff like that, you always see a coach that's kind of tweaking 
trying to help a guy out, but I just don't like sick when it comes to tournament time, playoff time. I just you've already coached them. They can do their job now and you find somebody to take that spot. So I have no problem with the job Mark Kingston did at Carolina this year. I thought the schedule was very light early. He had some injuries kind of in the middle, and they came back and responded there late, made it to a Super Regional, were very competitive in game one. Other Super Regional, I think he's done a, a good job, and I, I I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's going he's to He's saying to give him the money. Okay. Pay him up and, um, you well, know, well, move on. And we, and we talked about it before we went on there. Uh, the the one issue, and I don't know if you, it's really not with Kingston. I guess it is to a point, but is uh, strength and conditioning coaches. Uh, we seem to always have football. It doesn't matter what sport you look at. There are hamstring issues. There's this issue. There's that issue, and this is stuff that you don't see a lot of other teams having. So, is it Kingston not making sure the kids are warmed up properly? You know. Or one of his assistants, is it they're not getting the conditioning off the field that they need to get? Uh, and that, uh, to me, that needs to be addressed. And it's, it's last year he had injuries. This year, you know, halfway through the season, we start getting people hurt. And it wasn't just pitchers. And, I mean, I thought he did a good job with his pitchers. After once got hurt, he elevated the right ones and, you know, kept winning. But... Uh, you can't lose people. Your coat, your coat, your street coat. He does more than one sport, correct? He does pretty much. A, what was they the guy? Can. They what was they the can, one? But um, they they all got their own sport. Cooper sport. was the yeah. one for Carolina football. Because remember when, uh, not Lattimore, but the running back tripped over the bat out there. That he shouldn't even been near baseball bat anyway. But he trips over it and tears an Achilles. He's gone. Um, and I can't remember. But I was thinking that they had that guy labeled to pretty much everything. Strength and condition was this guy's name, and I'm like. You're trusting all your athletes to one dude. One dude, one guy is. I've been around. Well, he's going to be. Long. He's going to be the head of it. But you're going to have. He's going to have a staff. And that's right. Because the strength and conditioning for baseball is totally different than football. Totally different Look. than basketball, soccer. I mean, but it it all comes back. I think a lot of it is just the player understanding what he has to do to his body to get it warm, get it stretched out, and don't just laugh about it. And it, and it starts early, and if you don't teach them early, they get into bad habits. And we talked about this off the air. You know, you go to some – it doesn't matter what sport you play. You get one bad coach, and you, all of a sudden you develop a bad habit. It might take you two years to get that bad habit correct. Well, here's because my – you may not have that one coach that finds it and sees it. Here's my opinion. I think anyone who is at that level in strength and conditioning, uh, they know their stuff. They're, they're easy targets. I remember a few years ago, Clemson was in football. They were all on Joey Batson. They are wanting to get rid of him because they didn't feel like we matched up with other teams. And, you know, that, that kind of went away when we started winning national titles. But I think injuries just are part of the game. They come and go, and I don't think we can um, – Blame strength coaches. I think Carolina just went through one of those spells this year, and Clemson did it in football. Mm -hmm. This year was – we've been very fortunate in football up until this past year, and it, the injury bug really hurt us. And, you know, I just think it's part of it. But and, is that because the strength and conditioning coach may have relaxed a little bit, the players relaxed a little bit? <clears throat> when I you get to that level, you're an elite, elite athlete. You should know what you have to eat. You should know that you've got to hydrate sure. your body. 
and you can't hydrate your body an hour before the game. You got to do that two, three days before. Yeah. Right. Well, most of Clemson's injuries came at practice. You know, just freak injuries that were here and there. I mean, there's nothing you can do about a torn well, ACL have making some a cut to practice right. and things right. of that nature. But um, you know, for the most part, you know, strength and conditioning. Uh, and I've had a strength and conditioning coach when I was swimming. The same mm. same rule applied. I mean, he was the football coach, but he had a staff member right. that came and, and and worked us out. So um, it, it, it's – I got a lot of respect for what they can do. And the schools have taken an upper step by offering the dietitians and all of this stuff. I didn't have that. Yeah. You know, you go back to the 80s, none of that was none yeah. of that was around. Hey, it is a huge part of the, of the complete program, the total program for athletes today with the nutrition side of it now and everything. But I think at the end of the day – you know, they just happen. Injuries happen, and they par- they are part of the game. And I think, it, you know, a lot of the strength training coaches now, they try to stay on the cutting edge, and they try stuff. But when you're at that level, you have to pass so many certifications to get to that level. I don't think there's negligence. Um, well, you know, I'm not necessarily it, calling it negligence. I'm just – it just seems weird that, you know, you get ahead for years – you know, when Tanner was there, you didn't have people going down with injuries. Yep. And maybe it was the, the just the players he had. They played hurt. Maybe they were tougher during Tanner's Yeah, they, they, played, they, they played hurt. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe they I mean, were you mentally know what tougher. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And, and, and that's now, why they're winning College World Series. Right, they, that's what I miss. <laughs> I, I got a broke hammock in my hand, yeah. but and it's going to hurt are like different. the Dickens to swing the bat, and it's going to hurt when I catch a ball, but it's not going to get any better. So I might as well go do it, you know. All right. Well, Kingston, um, it probably we won't hear anything till after the 30th. That's when his yeah. buyout uh, that he would owe USC goes from 800000 to 400000 So um, if anything does come of it, it'll be in July by the time we hear Yeah, I think, it, I think so. it's going to be the Texas guy, uh, whiskey or whatever. Uh, he's been the assistant at Texas. I think he's kind of the front runner. I know Troy? Um, Tulewinski? Yeah, yeah. they played for the Colorado Rockies. Yes, okay. Former major league player, assistant with the Texas Longhorns. Yeah, I think okay. he's their top guy. And then they mentioned the Duke coach, the Wake Forest coach as well. And um, but I don't think Kingston's going anywhere. I think he's done a good job <laughs> at South Carolina. Until really is a really big name, anyway. So. All right. Well, that leads us to the College World Series, which gets underway tomorrow, tomorrow. afternoon. Should be, gosh, a lot of fun. Of game number one, can't yeah. wait. TCU, Oral Roberts going at it to start things off. That'll be on ESPN. Well, all these games will be on ESPN <laughs> to get started with. Um, that is there. When you you, <laughs> you look at the teams and how they got there, um, you know, TCU pretty dominant. Oral Roberts, uh, you know, came back and had to win two games in a row in order to survive. So, man, a 50 I'm win team, though, man. Come on, this is Jim Steele game right here because he's been talking <laughs> TCU, Oral Roberts. And I was like, what? Man, talk about something. You don't know what you. So, anyway, this is Jim. I, I'll stand aside. But I had the lines for these games. This is now. your game. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> well, they expect two close games tomorrow. Uh, and you're you're right, man. The TCU ORU, these are two hot teams. Uh, TCU's ten and zero in their last ten. ORU is nine and one. And what they did in Oregon, we talked about it. It's just amazing, uh, phenomenal of them bouncing back after giving up that eight run lead, losing game one. But uh, the odds makers have TCU as a one run favorite at the moment. The over under being eleven runs, <laughs> but. <laughs> I do like TCU 
in this matchup. I just think, man, when you get out to Omaha, the slate is wiped clean, and it's the team that can kind of embrace the big stage, the, that big park, because that park plays big, uh, bigger than most of these uh, home parks that these yeah. uh, teams are playing in. And ORU can swing it, and they can pitch it, but – I think it's going to be a classic game, but I, I like TCU. Uh, and I think that line's about right. It might be a one-run game. Look, dear, you see what I'm wearing, right? This is my Cinderella slipper. Ever since you started <laughs> talking about it, that's what I put on today. We saw it with Florida Atlantic in the college basketball this, this past year. Um, and I think you're going to see it again. I have not given them the credit they deserved. I got a question for you, though, Jim. Yes, sir. Would the outcome have been any different with TCU? I don't think so, but I'm going to ask you. Um, I had a lot of people saying Indiana State got – got messed up because they couldn't play that game at home. Do you think it mattered? I don't think so. I mean, you never know. Home field is a big advantage in baseball. Yeah. But, I mean, when you look at the Super Regionals, I think most of the home teams won. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee went down and beat Southern yeah. Miss. Yeah. But most of the home teams won. And and, and that's why you play is to get that top eight. Well, that's what we discussed. Team. I said, I just think TCU was a hot team. It wouldn't matter yeah. where they played. Them. I don't yeah. think so either. Yeah. So I really I, don't. You know, or Roberts has got an X factor in Denton. Um, he's, he comes in middle relief. You're going to see him every single game just about. He's not a starter, but he does a really good job of continuing where the starter left off. Um, LSU, though, has, what, two of the top three that are going to be in the Major League Baseball draft? Man, that are up um, there when you the look scheme, at all Cruz is going to be up there. Good, great. Yeah, and he's got to go number one. Uh, Dalen Cruz has to go number two, and then you've got to deal with their pitcher, um, uh, relief pitcher, in Ty Floyd, oh, yeah. which you're going to yeah. see there as well. And, and they match up with Tennessee. That's a Saturday game. Let's go back to the the sexy matchup on Friday night, and this is a sexy little matchup. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people are predicting Virginia. They have the second highest probability before the first pitch is even thrown in the College World Series of winning this thing. Yeah. Wake Forest having the highest, uh, Virginia's second highest, and LSU's third. But they play Florida in that 7-2 matchup. Virginia's actually the favorite, believe it or not. They're a one-run favorite over Florida. I'm going to take the Gators, though. I like the Gators – now, I do think if – yeah, I'm, I'm throwing out the SEC, ACC stuff. I, I'm like you, Chris. I'm not a, I'm not SEC or ACC. I'm Clemson. But in this particular matchup, I do think whoever loses has the firepower in the arms to get back through the losing bracket, especially Virginia. But I, I, I think Florida's going to find a way to beat Virginia in that nightcap game on Friday night. I like I like the Yahoos, man. I'm gonna go against you with that one too. But um, I, I like Virginia and the thing. I like the fact that you're not a homer, though. But um, I, I thought what was the neatest thing Stan said out of the, the the Gainesville Regional, the MVP of that game with South Carolina was the dad blame umpire that called everybody out on strikes. He's not going with them. He, he, he's not there. So. Did you see? Did you see the post that what they put up about that umpire? No. They, you know, I just thought you got MVP. You know, somebody, cool. there's somebody <laughs> somewhere that you know you can put up the little strike zone for the biter. Oh, well, we saw it. I and, mean, a lot of and, us saw it. And ESPN, they, they counted the pitches. The umpire called 18 balls that were literally strikes against. South Carolina, that means the pitcher threw 18 strikes that he got counted for a ball. Florida, the same game, same umpire, had four pitches that were strikes that were called balls. 
Yeah, I, that is too you know, big of a difference. I'm sorry, it's too big of a difference. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against one of this. You get the bat off your shoulders and you swing the dab blame bat. <laughs> well, you and got if that to, means keep sticking one over there, you yeah. can't one hit or yeah. Or you and I play enough yeah. one pitch softball, and you can tell them what one pitch softball is. You get a ball or a strike, but yeah. if he calls a strike, your butts on the bench. Yeah. That's what I <laughs> I'd almost like this scene. But I thought that was funny that the the MVP from Gainesville was that umpire, and he's not out there with them. I doubt. Well, I, I like Florida. I, I think. I think they're, they're a good team, and this isn't Kevin O'Sullivan's first rodeo out no, there. No, He'll not. have them ready. Well, and Virginia, and Virginia's, Virginia's same way. I mean, Virginia's the same way as well. So that, that's, that's what why I call it a sexy me. matchup. Yeah, well, that's what matchup. concerns me when you start looking at these teams that have never been, like Wake, having never been there. Yep. Can Wake deal with all the media and – Look at that great segue he practicing, just said. <laughs> right into the know, white game. Practicing, practicing over here on some high school field and then all of a sudden going into this this huge ballpark. Well, uh, this – And, and it, it plays a diff- – it's going to be different and they're going to have to – can they adjust to it? Here's, what, here's what's not can. fluky about Wake Forest is their pitching staff. Right. They have a three-headed monster uh, mm-hmm. in their pitching staff, mm-hmm. uh, louder – the other two guys, they are shutdown pitchers. They open up the College World Series on Saturday against Stanford. That's that's a good matchup. But yeah. if you look at the the, the odds, uh, huge, huge tilt toward Wake Forest. They're favored by five runs. Over-under being 13 runs. Uh, they think this might be a high-scoring affair, one that Wake Forest wins pretty easily. I tend to agree. I think Wake Forest will win that first game, and – They'll set up a showdown with LSU, who I think will take care of Tennessee in the second game. Here's the thing about Tennessee, and then we'll go back if you all want to talk about Stanford and Wake, but Tennessee is the only participant in the College World Series who has a losing record against Quadrant 1 teams. Those teams rank from number 1 to number 50 in the poll. They're 16 and 17 uh, throughout the course of the season. But they do have the big arms. They got the big bats. They, they've shown that they, when they get hot, they can compete. But they will be facing Paul Skeens, who well, is a and, shutdown and, and, pitcher. And here's, here's another thing, and we talked about this before the Clemson-Tennessee game and the regional. Tennessee did not play well on the road yeah, all year. And that's, and that's to your point right there. Now, okay, now you're in Omaha. You better play well or you're going to be going home in two days. Well, here's what Tennessee has done well. They pitched the ball well in, in the region and the super region. Yeah. When they got – they lost the first game to Southern Miss. They got down 4-0 in the second mm-hmm. game. They basically pitched their tails off the rest of that series, um, pretty much shutting down Southern Miss. I think they gave up maybe one or two more runs. And if they can continue to do that, that gives them a chance. But offensively, they don't have the firepower that some of the other teams no, have. I don't so, think so either. I like LSU. I like LSU Wake Forest, which is going to be a heavyweight matchup on well, – that think, will be on Monday do night. Do you think LSU starts with Skeen or do they hold him for the weight game? Man, you in the College World Series game one, you got to get in that one. Yeah, but spot. they're number two guys it's, okay too. I yeah. mean, you know, and you got to kind of look at the well, – and, and Skeen did throw, what, 130 well, pitches the last time he was out. But here's so. the thing. The quicker you throw Skeens, the quicker you get them back, back. To, to, to throw True. later. So, yeah. you got to throw Skeen. you got to throw your guy. I'm going to go to softball. We just saw Alabama <laughs> and not Montana 
Faust that had an injury. Yeah, yeah, but what did we talk about that day? If she could play the second game, she could have played the first. And I think you you got to get that first win. That's what it's about out there. Yep. That first yep. way is is huge. And you and I are actually going to agree on both games because I like LSU and Skeens, and I like Wake Forest over Stanford. Stanford shouldn't be there. I don't care what nobody says. If y'all watch that Texas game, you don't just drop three guys drop pop fly. They don't just happen. That's just a fluke win by Stanford. Their mascot's a tree. Come on, man. <laughs> they they make, a tree, they make baseball bats out of trees. <laughs> Matt, that's why they up there to the end. <laughs> that's why they're there. But here's, yeah, I, <laughs> here's what I like. I, I I do like Florida coming out of that bracket, yeah. that top bracket. I like, and, and y'all aren't going to believe this, but I like LSU coming out of that bottom bracket. And, and I think it could be a situation where they see Wake. They may have to play two versus Wake at the mm-hmm. end of that bracket. But I, I think there's four heavyweights out there, and I think it's Wake Forest. I think it's Virginia, LSU, and Florida. One of the other teams could sneak in. If, if they do, it's probably TCU. But I think it's, it's top-heavy. I, I do think the field is really good this year. And I think you're going to see an LSU team defeat a good Florida team for the national championship. And I think all the liquor stores in Omaha, Nebraska, <laughs> is going to sell out and they're going to make a lot of money and they're going and, and they're not they can't wait to get LSU back to the college world series. Yeah, remember that's that's the team in country yeah. up there. That's yeah. the team they want. <laughs> Listen, I ain't taking my slipper all, Bo. I, I do think it could be Virginia or it could be Wake but and I like LSU pick, but I want to see the slipper get up there. I want to see how far they can go that if they can win that first game yeah, against CCU, yeah. they go up 1-0 in that, in that little bit of a series. Now it's when you're kind of – we call it sit-back in softball. You're in the sit-back game. I think that's where they want to be. They go and lose that first game, they're in trouble. Yep. Well, if CCU awesome. comes out and puts 100 runs up, I mean, they're in trouble. But, TK, you too quiet, man. Let me hear it. Well, I, I like Oral Roberts just for the sheer fact that they play more of a team rather than yep. an individual kind of game. He got a slipper on. I like it. Well, <laughs> it's, it's the team that can respond to the big stage. I'm well, telling you. Well, it's the team that can go out and play loose just like when Carolina Pitch was out the there well. 10 and 11. They were out there. They were loose. They, You know, what have we got to lose and just go out there and play the game like you've played it all year long, like and play like you're at home. It's, but you know, know and that you don't could play, let the pressure get to you. I agree, and and that could play in Stanford's hand. Yeah, because this is their third straight. Yeah, their roster's been out there. They've experienced this mm-hmm. stage, and if they could get by Wake Forest in the first game, who knows, man? You get a little momentum, and before you know it, you're deep in that tournament and you're sitting pretty. So you never know how these things are no, going to go. You do don't. you know? Do you have a stat for LSU Tennessee for the year? LSU and Tennessee for that's the what year? I'm looking for. I was trying to see who's got the advantage in that in that game, and yeah. it's probably whoever the home team was when they yeah. played it. But I can't I'm get to pull sure. up real quick. Tom Carroll's the man on the mic <laughs> over here. I'm fighting a chrome book. <laughs> I don't know if I can find. The, I'll let you know. In just a I mean, I, I've got everything um, else but the head to head, and I, and I think that would that's going to bring up an issue too. I think because you've already. Once a pitcher sees somebody, and we're talking about Skeen mainly being the guy that's the tough guy for LSU, yeah. but what you got to think about, those Tennessee hitters have also seen him. And, and if, if two or three of them got a hit or two off of them, they're not going to be afraid of a guy like this. So I think just a matchup of being two SEC teams could come into play in that aspect of it. I still like LSU to win it, but, I mean, Tennessee to me beat the hottest team there was in the Tigers at the time, and I'm, I don't want to throw them out of the tournament yet. But It could. I mean, all these teams out there have an RPI of under 20, with the exception of your Cinderella 
uh, Golden Eagles from Oral Roberts. They have an RPI of 50. And, I, and you're right, <laughs> to your point, uh, I, I think they're used to, to seeing that caliber of competition, with the exception being ORU probably. But it didn't phase them out in Oregon last week. Right. But it's a different beast when you get out on that stage and, and you're, you're facing SEC caliber pitching and you're seeing 98, 99, 102. <laughs> Do you see the Tennessee yeah. pitcher hit yeah. 102? I saw the day. Florida guy hit it. <laughs> I mean, I hit 100 so, the other day. So It's just crazy. But it'll be a lot of fun. And who do you pick to win it all, Chris? I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't gone that far yet, John. I'm still, I'm still looking at – I do like Wake for the pitching. Uh, I like Virginia for the pitching and the hitting. But, I I mean, if I got to go with an SEC team, I think it's going to be LSU too. But I'm just – like I said, ever since that one football game, I went to that Dag Blaine Death Valley, as they call it. And I wore a, about uh, two or three cases of beer home, and I wasn't even drinking then. But um, I just – I'm not a big LSU guy. I think – I like their coach. I, I think he does a lot. We both like the the, the Tennessee coach. And I'm going to tell you, if if Wake Forest does it, I think they that number one seed they've had pretty much most of the year, I think they hold true. And I think they can, they're the one team that can't compete with LSU. Well, to answer your question about the head-to-head with Tennessee, they did play during the regular season at Baton Rouge – in Alex Box Stadium. LSU took games one and two, five to two, six to four. Tennessee salvaged the series by winning the third game, 14 to seven. But Touchdown. Know, they won my touchdown. You win the series, you, you know, you never know who you're throwing that. You're right. There. I mean, they're not there this time. And I, I just want to know the head-to-head to see who it was. But – I don't the only, only reason LSU lost was because the ladies' basketball team was playing in the championship <laughs> there, you game, there you go. Could have been. <laughs> yeah. now, see, that's what Tom Carroll Or they had been at a, a post-game party. Yeah. <laughs> and we're feeling the ramifications of the women's time. But I'm just telling you, I'm not taking the slipper off until, until, they get, until they go down. And I think, like we, we talked before, and you weren't here last week when Tom and I talked about it, I like a team like – like Oral Roberts because you take it like a midweek game, and that's what we've talked about yeah. from day one doing. I well, like and, the and coaches. sort of like Stanford, too. I mean, yeah, well, you are right. Stanford in the yeah. same boat. I mean, and, and it goes back to like that year in 16 when Coastal won it all. You get somebody coming out there that's never been there or it's been a while. Now, Stanford's been there, we know, the last three years. But, you know, they just – let's go play our game, guys. Let's just play loose and – you know, we, we'll be on the big stage at least twice, so we'll get some recognition. But, hey, let's go win a game, and then we own it three times. Like and I said, that first and game next thing you know, you're in the difficult. championship series. I think for I, do, I, agree. I do like the fact that we're playing the best two out of three. Ever since we imparted that, I, I really like us. I, I suffered through some of those Carolina years where you make the championship game and then you get beat by an Arizona State <laughs> or – Somebody like that in one game, and it might have been a one-run ball game, and you, you felt well, like you could have won yeah. it if you'd have went two out of three. I do like Oral Roberts because everybody is is saying that they're the underdog. Yeah, you know, and to them, they're not. They've, you yeah. know, it's like Clemson. They got a chip on that shoulder, daring you to knock that battery off. And yeah. uh, I, I just, I like the way they play as a team. I think they compete. Everybody pitching wise. Um, you know, do they have the depth, though, that everybody else has? That's going to be yeah, the question mark. you're right. So, they're your pick to to win it all? I like Warren Roberts, yeah. To win it all. Okay. I'm not ready to Out of the Summit you. League where uh, the Leathernecks are my alma mater, so. <laughs> I, I'm just, I mean, that's too soon for me. Got to stick with the. With the I guess from my slipper, when it breaks <laughs> or whatever, then I'm going to have to put on another pair of shoes or cleats or whatever as they say. But um, 
Who, but let's say let's say that they they do come out of this thing. I think they're going to be good. You were talking about scheduling and stuff like that and playing stuff like. I think LSU by far is that dominant of a team, but I th- I think wasted enough to earn their way to where they should at least be considered for that number one spot against an LSU team. And if it comes out, that's who I really want to see play. To be honest with you, I want to see the number one team for most of the year and the number two team for most of the year, and and those are those two teams in Wake and LSU. But well, they're. Unfortunately, they're in the um, same side of the bracket. They are, and so we're going to we'll one, one, one will get to the other one. So we'll see. And that's why I say I'm not 100 percent who I'm going to take right now. But the slipper's not coming off yet. <laughs> I'm just saying it might come off Sunday, but or Monday. Well, no, because that'll be about a they'll play that series. It'll take what four, yeah, three, they, four days. They do so. the double bracket, double elimination. Yeah. So we'll like, be talking uh, about it next Thursday. week. Yeah, yeah, it'll be Thursday next week. Before I we love do. how they do it. Then it's the two out of three, three. championship That's series. A lot better than what it was for the game cost when you and I were in Omaha. That was just back in the day. Well, remember back when South Carolina played Texas, yeah. it was a one game. It was, game. yeah. yeah. South Carolina lost to Texas. We lost to Arizona one year. That was, what, the early 2000s, Yeah, I think? Yeah. So, is one of fun stuff. All right, speaking of uh, tournaments and championships, how about uh, the greenwood Abbeville Little League and the coaches' pitch? They are going to be in action tonight, 6 o'clock. They get underway. Get to take on the host team in Barrier Islands uh, <laughs> tonight at 6 o'clock. This should be fun for them. And, you know, Coach Falaw, he's been in the paper. He's been talking a lot and excited about the opportunity to go down there and play. But how are the kids? I mean, they've got to be just as excited to go. The parents are even crazier. Like Dustin Sutton keeps texting me about I, it. I, mean, I did get to see that team play in the district tournament out here and uh those little boys can hit it oh, yeah. what, what age group get, is this is this the, it's the coach's pitch, coach's pitch. Yeah. and and the third base coach for golf i don't know who he was but somebody get a hit keep on running don't don't stop <laughs> yeah. you know and i mean they they scored a bunch of runs in a bunch of games but uh and they played Pretty decent defense. They had a good little shortstop. Had a pretty good long arm on him. And I tell you, I uh, tell people all the time, having two sons that grew up playing baseball, it's it's the um, the best time uh, we had in our baseball journey was when they were uh, under twelve because the game changes so much when you go to the big field. Mm-hmm. But but that age right there is still pure, and it's just so much fun and. Uh, I remember going through that with Gall, and uh, we we were able to win the district and go play, or I think it's the district, and then go play in the, the state in, state. in, in the in the state, and we we weren't able to win it, but it's still a lot of fun and the experiences. And I was at the Y the other day, and they were out there practicing, and they were playing the moms, and the moms were in the field, and I remember we did the same thing, and it's just uh, it's just a lot of fun, and it's so innocent at this age, and. Yeah. Everybody gets on base, and everybody's got like an 800 batting average because they just they they don't factor in true hits. It's just yeah. you get on base, you got to hit. hit. Yeah. So, but it, but it is fun, and I wish those guys the best of luck for sure. Yeah. Well, their second game will be Friday, six o'clock game. They'll take on the runner-up in District Three, that being Mid Carolina, that ended up advancing. Um, let me run down the schedule here. Saturday, 9 a.m., they got a big one in the morning. They'll take on uh, Barrier Islands, uh, their second team. They were the runners-up in District 2. And then they got, what, two more games? TGK was one. TGK is always. Yeah, they're good. Saturday at 1 o'clock. Yeah, they'll have that game. Jim, where's Barrier Island? Is it? I'm not sure where that is. Mount Pleasant or where? I don't know. 
And then Sunday will be their last game at 2 o'clock uh, to decide the championship. Um, they'll take on Northwood out of District 7. And then uh, I believe Saturday night or, or no, Friday or Monday night, they'll end up playing the championship. Yeah, and I think, Whoever has okay. the best out of the two leagues. That Northwood, gotcha. I think they're out of the Greenville area. And if I remember back when my They're son older was, team. Back when my son was playing, and which has been many, many moons ago, they sent a team to the uh, Little League, League World, World Series. Series. Yeah, that's yeah. the 12 year olds. Yeah. yeah. Now, that was the older kids. Older kids. But yeah, they actually. But that program's been around for a while, and they very established. Some good. In fact, when we came through, that's where we play the coaches' pitch, is up there at, uh, I believe, Northwoods. So um, they did make it well. to. Um, they made it to the college – or not the college World, World Series, Series. the Little League World yeah. Series. And there's a kid, uh, Tom Myers. You may know Tom, Chris. His son was on that team, Brock Myers. Yeah, Brock. Who is now at USC Sumter playing ball. But he got a triple in, <laughs> in the Little League World Series. I remember watching it, and that was so cool to see somebody you know yeah. playing in the Little League World Series, getting a triple. Yeah. He just told me about softball days hitting 800. That's why I played. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Good luck to yeah, Gall, though, yeah, man. We're, we're pulling keep, for you, buddy. The scorekeeper that kept the book for you during softball was your girlfriend. She wasn't going – as long as she no, got on you base, she called it a hit. At least, right? Now, here's the deal, buddy. She wasn't nowhere near no ball filling no book. She was, they were all – the women and wives were out shopping. That's, what they, that's the reason they like softball tournaments. <laughs> But I mean, good luck to go tonight. Like, keep it rolling because I know we we got a lot of local guys that are the kids play on that team. I think Kevin Prater's son's on that team. Maybe I know Dustin Sutter's son's playing Charlie. Uh, so good luck to this team. And like I said, there are local teams still representing yep. Lakeland. So let's get it rolling, guys. Gonna be fun to watch. Um as they get underway. And then, of course, uh, also tonight here locally uh, out at Legion Field at John Dave Stadium, they've got American Legion Post 20 Baseball is going to be getting underway. Teams one and three right now, but we got everybody back, I'm told, this week. So, okay, so And you're going to want to come out, and you're going to want to see OG throughout the first pitch, man. Oh, is OG getting the first pitch tonight? <laughs> I know you'll be there. Tonight. Goodness, i got to get there early for that. <laughs> That'll so, be something we need to put, get, have, make sure we got this for the for podcast sure. for Monday. So it'll be fun. But 7 o'clock is when that gets underway. And you can catch it also on the Mixler. I'll let Jim explain how to get to that. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the plug, Tom. Uh, we are going to broadcast the game tonight uh, on Mixler. I think you need to go follow Greenwood Post 20. I forgot exactly what Ty labeled it. Um but um, if we can yeah, pull it's that probably up, probably post twenty baseball, post twenty baseball Greenwood. I think yeah. Greenwood's in there somewhere. But uh, yeah, go follow it. It's free. It's an app on your um, smartphone. Yeah, and you can pull it up, and it's like listening to radio. So you did good last year cool. with it. That's where I started listening to y'all. The first was with it last year. And I had to. Jim's actually doing a game and trying to text me back how to find Mixler. So you better get it before <laughs> it starts. Well, here's <laughs> the thing. Last year, I was I was double timing here. I was doing the uh, Mixler. I was calling the game and doing Game Changer. Yeah. And I was multitasking. That was that's pretty hard. Because uh, that's where you Jim still man. Come on. Game Changer. You got to put everything in. And anyway. It was a lot of fun. Who's your Who's your group this time with Mixler? Is it you and TJ again? TJ's son, uh, Evan, plays on the team this year, and okay. he'll be out there, so he'll probably assist me. I hope he does. The parents are at again, but the parents Maybe are Tom there. Carroll. Oh, Maybe he'll he's be already got his. He's, he's got his. PA. Yeah. He's PA, man. I might sit right yeah. beside him in the in the box. There you and, go. And he can double. Y'all can do that. Double duty. We can, we can try it. Let's see <laughs> yeah. if I can do sound effects. PA and radio. All you got time. it. There you go. Z-Tom <laughs> That's why we call him on the football. Right? I don't know if I, I doubt I can handle all that, but 
We'll give up the sound effects. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it, though. But like I said, we got to get out and support this team. Finally getting their players back. The other guys have fought hard to get the season started. Now it's time for these guys that, that had a chance to get away for a little bit, refresh. Let's come back refreshed and let's play baseball, yeah. guys. And I'm, a- I'm anxious to see who's going to start because, I, you know, Hampy, I was rumored that he was going to start later this week uh, in coming back after that week off that he had last week. So we may see the best pitcher you know, for Greenwood pitching. He was that I saw play Greenwood this year in that game. That What, he pitched 112 pitches that yeah, game against he, Greenwood? he pitched well. And if we get this podcast posted and people listen to it, <laughs> uh, it is 7 o'clock tonight, and come on out, and you'll see the best team in our league, uh, the Greer Warhawks. Uh, they're really good, and uh, you'll see some good baseball. Yeah. He doubts you, man. I mean, he hasn't seen you stuff here and just boom, and it's, oh, it's I know gone. He, I know he can so. do it, but then then the people have to download it and listen oh, look, to it. I can't make him now. We're not going out here and start beating <laughs> on people's heads. That's right. <laughs> to so. be an engineer and also be your talent, that takes there a lot you of – go. Uh, you got it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's learning fast. Just tills on the ball, man. Trust <laughs> he's me. Learn, he's going to be better. Well, he probably is better than he, I am. He, he had a video, man. and I won't even touch it. I, look, here's one thing I did want to talk to Jim about, though. I'm going to tell you how he multitasked on, on Monday. He did a podcast with us on the radio, but, yeah, he did his podcast also that day. That's right. Because he, he set everything up, and he did basically one at a time, other than when you came on with us. But, man, you're busy, man. I get it. And like you said, it's hard doing podcasts. Trust me, we know. But my golf t- game is suffering because of that. Look, you got to learn, dude. I, when I was in – It's I went all to about time management. I went to Charleston, man. The first thing when I went to Patriots Point Golf Club, I said, hey, man, you got a perfect place for a podcast. He said, if we knew anybody to do one, I said, I got two different groups. We'll bring to you. Uh, and like I said, they want us to promote them anyway down there at Patriots Point. So I'm going to start today. Uh, have beer, hot dogs for Tom Carroll, food, uh, and the golf course for Tom and, uh, and Stan and Jim. We're, we'll be down there as quick as you can call us. So. All right. I also want to make mention, too, for post-20, the uh, juniors are going to be in action. The Eagles will be at Mid-Carolina, 6 o'clock tonight. The uh, junior Vikings will be at Batesburg-Leesville. they got a doubleheader. Starts at 5 o'clock at 7. And then the ladies' softball team, they fell to Aiken earlier this week. They go to Aiken tonight. 6 o'clock is when they'll have first pitch uh, out there. So, you know, good luck the to all girl, The girls will be at full strength tonight, I think. Uh, Zoe and a couple of others were at the uh, All-State stuff in Aiken this weekend, this week. So the girls were a little bit short the other night, and uh, so hopefully they'll be back to full strength. We're looking for a three-peat. Yeah, but we look yeah. forward to seeing you out at Legion Field, John Ave Stadium, 7 o'clock first pitch for, for the guys. Should be fun. Real quick, one time, let's go. Let's talk about U.S. Open for Jim Steele since he's here. Yeah. Uh, we got Ricky Fowler, seven. Zonder Shopley, who's Tom Carroll's guys at six. Uh, Scotty Shapley, who I love. And then uh, that the mechanic dude that runs around with the big arms, Bryson DeChambeau. He, he's at three also. And then you got a kid named Jacob Solomon, who's basically the, the Cinderella guy uh, from Auburn. He's there. Dylan Wu's at two. Max Holman's at two. Uh, Sun Young Kim's at two, and I mean, this sets up for another good weekend of golf, especially at a major. At a course, Jim, I don't know if you know, Los Angeles Country Club, uh, they have, what, three par fives, and they have two par threes that are over 280 yards. They have five par threes. I mean, five, you're right, five. Yeah, but you're right. Um, Two of them, I would need my driver, then a gap wedge. One could play play like up to 294, I think. I can't play the 295 par three. One one could play a 280. And then they have another, I think it's hole 15, that can play anywhere from 125 to 78 yards. 78 yards, that might be more difficult. And the green's kind of split in the middle, big ridge running down the middle of the green. And it's a short hole, but it's a very devilish hole. And it's, it could come into play come 
come Sunday, but the course is very interesting. Uh, unique. Let's call it unique. So the yeah. Playboy Mansion, the, the old Playboy Mansion is perched abo- above the 13th green out there at the Los Angeles Country Country Club. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's just if you like primetime golf, uh, this is your weekend, and and you can turn it on at night. It's going to be on from one till eleven, from now <laughs> till Sunday. And I like being able to do my chores during the day, and then at night sit down and watch the main groups go at it. Saturday and Sunday should be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be great. Like I said, I just want to throw it in every day before we go out there. I want to uh, give out uh, my condolences to the Brad Lawing family, who was a uh, he was a 55 year old defensive coach at Carolina for 17 seasons. Uh, we lost Brad today, and I know he was an integral part with 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 Must jumping some of them guys coming in. But he's coached with so many different coaches at Carolina, and, and like I said, he did so much for the university for all those years. So to his family, man, I, mean, I just hate to hear on a Thursday, man, yeah. a guy that young, being 55. I mean, he's one year younger than I, I'm one year younger than I am. So. Yeah, that's, that's a tough. That's a tough loss for the Gamecocks. I mean, like I said, he wasn't really an active guy right now, but he was still active with the team, and he actually did help with recruiting. So, um, just shout out to the family, man. And then we had a big name that also retired uh, from track and field here yep. in South Carolina. I tell you, you're right, Curtis Fry. So, hey, real quick on the way out, Phil Mickelson. Got a chance for a career grand slam if he wins the opening. Do we have to call we, this the live tournament? We, we thought this was a joke, you know, up until maybe the way he performed in the last round oh, of the no. Masters. And then he's got a major in the last couple of years down at the PGA. These guys so. are playing. And, and, you That's know, his I, home I, course, I, is it not? Yeah, I joke about live, so, but, I mean, these guys actually still can What a story again. that would be if, if Phil could, uh, could do that. You'd love that. I know, Tom. Long shot, but <laughs> not outside the realm of possibility. Looking forward to watching it. We'll give you more details when we catch you on the other side on Monday. We'll run down all the PGA stuff for you and get back into the College World Series as well. Jim, thanks again for joining us. Thank you for having me. We'll see what he does this weekend. Make sure to check him out on Mixler tonight. Uh, The coach, Stan Spivey. That's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. Thanks for joining us. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys.